Hey guys, Ray Russell back again along with Steve Ekstat for the latest edition of WCNN. You know, Steve, when we initially put together WCNN, it wasn't meant to be so morbid, uh, an obituary type of a, a program, but there's just so, so much going on right now in wrestling in, in regards to deaths and health and things like that. Hopefully in time, when we have the time, we can turn the show, maybe maybe brighten it up a little bit. But in the meantime, we're here once again, unfortunately, to discuss the passing of Tiny Lister, Zeus. Yeah, it's it definitely it's not comfortable to sit here and talk all the time. It seems like we're doing these more rapidly than I would like, and I'm sure a lot of people would like to hear them. But um, yeah, Zeus, what a what a what a character, and um, I, I I've always enjoyed him, so I, I'm interested to hear like you know his accolades and things like that. Yeah, it's uh, hard to, you know, we don't really script these. Outside of me taking some notes on their career, we don't really script or discuss what we're going to really talk about or, or things like that. So it's kind of awkward sometimes to open the show and get things going. So I'll get right into sort of a background of, of the career, uh, the life of uh, Mr. Lister here, and then uh, we'll talk about our memories of the Zeus character. He was born Tom Tiny Lister Jr. back on June 24th, 1958 in Compton, California. Opting to focus on sports to keep himself out of the gangs and out of trouble, Lister attended the Palomar Junior College before transferring to Long Beach City College for his sophomore year. While at Long Beach, he recorded a 52-foot shot-put throw, which helped him earn a scholarship to California State University at Los Angeles. In his senior year, he won the national shot-put title with a mark of over 61 feet, 8 inches. Lister was even the 1982 NCAA Division II National Shot Put Champion. After college, Lister competed for the Converse Track Club, eventually raising his shot put mark to 64 feet 3 inches before trying out with the New Orleans Breakers of the USFL, United States Football League. He was cut after two exhibition games and opted to pursue an acting career. You may remember Lister on TV appearing in everything from sitcoms like The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to Step by Step to dramas like Matlock to action series like Walker, Texas Ranger. And in the movies, everything from the infamous Debo character in the Friday movies to Adam Sandler's brother Cassius in the film Little Nicky. But wrestling fans remember Lister best as the human wrecking machine. Zeus, Zeus, Zeus! It marks the first and maybe the only time a movie character transcended from Hollywood film into the wrestling ring. The Zeus character appeared in Hulk Hogan's first starring role movie and Vince McMahon's first attempt at making movies, a little film by the name of No Holds Barred, released in theaters in June of 1989. Lister looked so impressive and downright intimidating in the film that McMahon saw box office money in the WWF as well, and apparently so did Hulk Hogan. Before the movie was even released, Zeus appeared in a vignette on WWF-TV where he proclaimed he was angry that the movie depicted Hogan as the better fighter and that Zeus was truly the better man in real life. This set up a Zeus storyline for crossing over into the WWF world. Zeus and the Hulk would continue their rivalry from the movies to the WWF rings when Zeus popped up on an edition of Saturday Night's Main Event to confront the Hulkster as Hogan made his way out to the ring for a steel cage match with the big boss man. As Zeus blocked Hogan from entering the cage, Zeus made it clear that he wanted revenge. Hogan beat Zeus in the movies because it was scripted that way.
but now Lister was back for revenge to prove that Hulk couldn't beat him in real life. Before too long, Zeus would also attack Hogan's best friend till the end, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, on the next edition of Saturday Night's Main Event as the Barber was battling the Macho Man Randy Savage. And the match was set for SummerSlam, Hulk and Beefcake versus Savage and Zeus, a wise way to protect the green human wrecking machine from showing his flaws. And on to the pay-per-view, after a shot from Sensational Sherry's loaded purse, Hulk Hogan finished Zeus off at SummerSlam with a body slam and the big leg drop to pin his rival. But it wouldn't end there. Zeus would return for revenge as part of Ted DiBiase's million-dollar team at the Survivor Series. The team was slated to take on Hogan and his Hulkamaniacs. Only seconds into the match, Zeus found himself disqualified as he choked the life out of the Hulkster as Zeus made it clear he wasn't here to win a match, but to end Hulkamania. Later in that same pay-per-view, both Hogan and Beefcake were confronted backstage when Sherry blinded them with powder, allowing Savage and Zeus to once again attack them in the locker room. This would all set up the rematch from SummerSlam and Zeus's final appearance in his first run in the wrestling business. It was a rematch from SummerSlam, Hogan and Beefcake versus Savage and Zeus, but this time inside a steel cage. Coupled with the movie No Holds Barred on pay-per-view, it was billed as No Holds Barred, the match, the movie. Fans who ordered the pay-per-view not only got the full movie, but the steel cage match as well. In hopes to attract wrestling fans to order the movie, and they got a special match for the holiday season as well. For those wondering, it was Hogan and Beefcake on top one more time. Though there were rumors of Hogan versus Zeus for WrestleMania 6, Lister went back to Hollywood. And other than a one-off match with Abdullah the Butcher in Puerto Rico for Carlos Colon's WWC the following year, the Zeus character would disappear into obscurity after that brief time made a venting for the WWF. That is until 1996 when Hulk Hogan's ego was so out of control that he booked himself, and to a lesser extent the Macho Man, into a match against the entire alliance to end Hulkamania. Fearing that beating up nearly every top heel on the WCW roster in one night just wasn't enough, Hulk had the WCW make a call to Hollywood and bring in former wrestlers Jeep Swenson and, yes, Tiny Lister to reprise his role just a week out from the WCW uncensored pay-per-view. With the WWF owning the Zeus character, Lister was rechristened Z-Gangsta by WCW and added to this ridiculous, triple-stacked, four-tiered doomsday cage match. Needless to say, Hulk came out on the winning end once again. And that was it, the end of Lister's time in professional wrestling, though he continued on making movies and doing TV up until his untimely passing. Though it hasn't been completely confirmed, it's believed that Lister passed away due to complications from the COVID virus at the age of 62 on December the 10th, 2020. Though his time in professional wrestling was brief, he left a lasting impression from one of the peak years of the Hulkamania era. And Steve, you know, I know you grew up in that Hulkamania era and beyond. I don't know if you really have a lot of first-run memories of Zeus that really stick out to you, but I, I'm sure you've seen all of the Zeus stuff in the years passing. I know 1989, it's one of both of our favorite years in both companies, especially the WWF. Maybe their their peak peak year, possibly, at least uh, for those who grew up throughout the 80s and, and things like that. So um, any sp particular memories or anything you want to share in regards to anything I just ran over with Zeus or just your own thoughts? Yeah, it's just crazy, like how big, great of an athlete he was. That's a ridiculous number on the shot put. So it just tells you the athletic ability that he had. And then he also, the look, man, his presence is just, it's off the charts. It really 
comes off on the TV. I'm not saying he's a great worker by any means in the ring, but as far as presence goes, I mean, you took him serious just because of, of the way he looked. When he came out and on Saturday Night Main Event with that vest thing he was wearing with the giant shoulder pads, and he's just yeah. standing there staring Hogan down like on the steps. He just looked, it's like, holy cow, how the heck is Hogan going to get through this guy? Um, so he, I mean, for what he was brought in to do, I thought he did a tremendous job. I remember them on Brother Love when he's like, Beefcake Barber, we're going to destroy you. Uh, so he messed up his name a little bit. And then like his bug eyes, he was cross-eyed really bad. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, it, it's just, it was just part a part of the package that was Zeus. And uh, again, he's not going to blow anybody's socks off, but I thought they did a really good job of protecting him. And when you're working with Macho and obviously Hogan and, and Beefcake to a lesser extent, they can pretty much hide anything you need to. And um, they definitely did that. I, I loved renting the Super Tape Coliseum video just for the cage match at the end. Uh, I was always intrigued to see that. And it stinks. I bought the Blu-ray for No Holds Barred, and they have the match on there. But uh, due to <laughs> the royalties and things like that with Jesse the Body, it's just Vince talking. They edited it out, Ventura. So it's really hard to watch it on that platform. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to really say. I thought he was, for what the time and the era, I thought he was perfect for what he did. And um, Survivor Series 89 is one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. That's probably my favorite Survivor Series. And I know he wasn't there long, but, you know, the next snap and the choking and all that, he basically dominated Hogan uh, for the time that he was in the ring. So, like I said, they did a great job of protecting him. They got, what, nine months out of out of him, which is incredible to think that you could get that much out of him but yeah he was great and everybody loves him from friday he's entertained the hell out of me for years whether it was wrestling or in the movies i always kind of pop when he's on the screen because i always remember him as zeus and uh he's always zeus to me he's not tiny or anything like that it's always zeus so um i guess that's all you really need to know about the impact that he had because he's memorable most people if you say, hey, do you know who Zeus is? They're like, yeah, isn't that Debo from Friday? Or something like that. So um, definitely had a lasting impression. And he's one of those characters from that time frame that really stick out just because that look is that look is, is everything and um, very memorable. Yeah. His appearances on TV were few and far between throughout his run. I mean, uh, the Brother Love show. And you mentioned that the crossed eye that he was actually born i believe i read before uh with a detached retina so i believe he was blind in one eye his whole life and was able to do everything he did and accomplish with that or as macho man called it that's the eye of the madness Uh uh-huh so uh (laughs) even his eye got a nickname from the from randy savage there but i just remember him popping up here and there i remember him beating down hogan like when at the cage and oh my god who is this i knew who he was supposed to be but it was like this guy's this tough. Like he can beat everybody in the WWE up except maybe Hulk Hogan. So, I mean, even though he couldn't really work, you are, you were already a believer as far. Like I wasn't sitting there at 10 years old worrying about, uh, I knew I enjoyed really good wrestling matches, but I didn't really compare Zeus to, you know, Bret Hart or, or, you know, the rockers or, you know, any of these great workers on the show. I just compared in toughness who could beat who. And, it was like, yeah, Zeus is the top of the line. Like he was the head of the food chain. Were his matches very entertaining? Probably not. But uh, I, if he was had to go in there and do a one on one anyway, but he was still believable. I mean, he had the look. Vince knew what he had there, and uh, he cashed in on it for as long as he could anyway. And I just, I, I was, I really enjoyed it. And it, 
it killed me because I was still a kid when he started popping up on sitcoms. And sometimes he would play like the tough guy, but the tough guy that was kind of a little goofy. So like, you know, I, I remember on Walker, he played a, a badass convict that broke out of jail, but he was scared of thunder. So, so he was still scared, you know, stuff like that. So and that was even a comedy, but I, it would kill me sometimes. Oh my God. Why is Zeus acting like that? It's kind of weird to see, you know, because you believed in that character so much, even though it only lasted, mm-hmm. like you said, less than a year. And, you know, it took some getting used to until you realize he's just an actor. He's not this Zeus character. And he just played the part yeah. so damn well. So, and, and obviously got really more famous as Debo in the Friday movies and things. But I, I agree with you. I'll always know him as Zeus. And it was a shock. It really came out of nowhere. He's just been around TV forever. And uh, it's really sad. Sad, sad time to see him go. And uh, makes you appreciate Absolutely. that Zeus, as much as, you know, people crap on it and, say how terrible of a worker he was. He wasn't a worker. He was an actor that was hired to play a part of a worker. And he did his best to learn a few moves and he took the body slam and the leg drop and did the job and collected, hopefully a pretty decent paycheck. I'm sure he did. So, I'm and then, sure too. so I mean, I, I'm kind of thankful I mean, that working. we, we, we wound up with the warrior at WrestleMania six instead of Zeus. I, I don't mean anything negative by that, but I mean, that's just, that's neither here nor there. But other than that, I have like not a bad thing to say. Uh, just watching him, what a physical specimen to look at and behold on. on the, I mean, he he was intimidating. You believe Zeus was real as a kid? When I was, you know, like I said, ten, looking at him on TV, I believe that was real. Like that dude could probably kill anybody in the WWF, and so that worked. That worked out well for him. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think you know you're working Hogan. That's really all you're working is Hogan. So you know he's getting paid quite nicely. So uh, he did his part, and uh, again, Vince was Vince protected him. And there's another costume video that you can really get a lot of the zoo stuff was the um, the best of Saturday Night's Main Event, or even more Saturday Night's Main Event, where they kind of ran through the Hogan Bossman feud and things like that. And I know he was a part of that, so that's the first time I seen him on that Saturday Night Main Event. And I'm like, man, who the heck is this guy? So he was just that presence is something, man, and that. that and it's kind of a shame that it gets kind of he gets crapped on for how his work. Back then, it wasn't about that. Uh, I was just watching a video of Hulk Hogan on Colin Coward. I know it's I think it's from when SmackDown first went to Fox, and he was talking about it. He's like, you know, I would pick a guy up a body slam, and then I would start cuffing my ear and Hulk like just doing his pose and stuff, and then the crowd would pop more for that. So he's like, oh, that's what they want to see. Okay, okay, so. Back then in the 80s, that's what they wanted to see. They wanted to see the big matches. They wanted to see Hogan do his thing, and they wanted to see what the challengers can bring him. And Zeus was a great challenger for him, I thought. Obviously, like I said, he was protected by Macho and Hogan and Tag, so he's never left out there to swim or you know drown because if he's out there by himself, I don't know how good that would have been. But you know, working with Macho, Hogan, Beefcake in the 89, what more could you ask for? I'm sure he was loving it because those checks are probably pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what payday he got for work in Survivor Series '89, but it was criminal for what he for what little he had to do there. But yeah, like I said, just an intimidating looking specimen on your TV screen. I bought it, and uh, just one last time, I don't remember if it was April or May when he popped up and did that that angle in front of the cage. But like you said, man, eight months, maybe, maybe closer to nine months. I'm not really sure, but. That was his whole run, his whole big run in wrestling. And yeah, just uh, amazing that in that little bit of time, he has a long lasting impression on the history 
of the Hulkamania era in the WWF. So uh, I get to remember him for wrestling, and I get to remember him from TV. So I have a lot of fond memories of, of Tiny Lister either way. So just uh, I want to say thank you, <laughs> Mr. Lister, for entertaining me in both facets of life for more than 30 years. So, yeah, that's uh, that's really all I got uh, for Zeus here. Uh, Steve, I appreciate you popping on here and doing another one of these. I know it's uh, a lot of things going on right now, and, and uh, like I said, a lot of deaths going on and things in the world of wrestling, and this is just another one of them that we had to tackle here. Yeah, it's definitely unfortunate, but again, like you stated, thank you for the memories and thank you for entertaining me for as long as you did. Uh, I always enjoyed seeing him pop up in movies. If I didn't know he was in it, and then he's there. It's like, oh, that's Zeus. That's awesome. And I immediately get drawn to his characters because of what he did in wrestling. So just a, a heck of a performer, very entertaining. And my thoughts and prayers with his family. Absolutely. And, um, gone too soon, for sure. Indeed. And my thoughts and prayers as well. Um, best wishes to his family, his friends. Uh, I'm a fan. R.I.P. Zeus. And uh, happy trails, my friend. It's been another edition of WCNN. Uh, we'll be back again soon to discuss, uh, unfortunately, uh, another untimely death. Uh, more on that in the next episode of WCNN. 